full transparency, uh, guys, for a long time, I felt like a phony, like an imposter. I felt like this because I didn't feel I had the social proof that I already know and you know too, people need before they entrust a brand with their hard-earned dollars. I remember saying to a friend who was also on her business growth grind, I'm getting these awesome reviews. People are loving working with me. I'm having a great time, but I can't seem to get them to share with me how they're using the the information that I've shared with them. They're not really doing anything with it. And I was just so frustrated. I'm not going to go into extreme detail with this, but what I will say is this. Lessons were learned. Strides were made. Money was spent to expand my knowledge. And I'm also grateful for the journey. Hey guys, I'm Andrea Patrick, the BU Boss, and I want to thank you for being here with me on my podcast. So let's dive into today's topic. It is so true. Credibility is king. It is so important to get that social proof for people to believe in you, to really um, expect great things from you in order for your business to grow. But the story I just shared with you, what does it have to do with today's podcast, right? What what in the world did that even mean? Why does that even matter? Well, okay, it means everything. It is, the whole podcast is about that. Credibility is about offering reasonable grounds for being believed, right? That is the definition of it. There has to be some proof in your proverbial pudding. I don't want you to feel like I did. I don't want you to feel like you aren't getting the results that you wanted to get and therefore you don't feel like you're credible and you know people aren't going to want to buy from you. That's when imposter syndrome creeps in, all the things. So if you're in business, you have something of value. You have something to offer. So the idea of not being good enough or not having what you need is 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 just that it's a, it's a negative belief that we have to get out of our head what we need to think about and set our minds on is building credibility for our brand and how do we do that how does that happen so if you're struggling in some of the same ways that i was struggling especially in that earlier story that i shared with you i am positive that the tips that i'm going to share with you today are going to be helpful and believe it or not you are actually the key to each and every one of them. So I'm not going to be sharing with you some things that I want you to go out and spend money on. These are things that you can do right now for yourself, period. Okay, let's dive into them, shall we? Welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and I'm so happy that you are joining me today. Subscribe if a CEO mindset is something you want to obtain and you want to find the intersection where your work and life coexist. The sky is the limit when you're clear about your value, consistent in the way you share said value, and you're upfront and honest about who you are while sharing it. There are so many examples to follow and learn from. Let's get into today's, shall we? 79% of people say that user-generated content highly impacts their decision to purchase. 46% of consumers say they would pay more for brands they trust. So let's take a look at these 10 different areas where you can build credibility for your brand right now. Now, I got these 10 areas from an article that I was reading, and I will link that article in the show notes below. But suffice it to say, what I'm doing is taking 
what I read in that article and showing you some true personal branding techniques that you can use, some ways that you can apply who you are to these areas to create uh, or to build credibility for your brand right now. Okay, so the first one is authenticity. What does it really mean? What does that mean? Authenticity is one of the ways that you can build credibility for your brand. But according to the dictionary, it is to be um, to be authentic really means to be true to one's personality, spirit or character. So number one, it can be difficult to show up in the world as the real you because of fear of being criticized or judged. Right. So that could be one of the reasons that you are not finding the credibility that you want to find for your brand. Are you able to be authentic or are you imitating what you see other people doing instead of interpreting it. We've talked about that here on the podcast before as well. There's also a fear of not being liked. So you don't want to be yourself because you're afraid to put the real you out there for fear that people might not like you. And that is going to be the case regardless of what you do, right? No matter how you show up, there are always going to be naysayers. But the truth and the, and the, the, the truth is actually that you have to be confident enough in yourself, know yourself well enough that you can operate within yourself confidently and don't even worry about the people that are the naysayers because they don't know you, right? You, you don't, you don't have to appeal to them. Obviously they're not you are not their cup of tea so why worry about them they can move on right to the next to the left to the left right (laughs) everything you own in the box to the left (laughs) also people struggle with being authentic because the baggage that they're carrying around with them from their influences and their experiences is difficult to shake so if they have triggers if they feel like they are um, in the same sort of environment. If, if, if these triggers are causing them to, to, to walk outside of themselves for fear of, of, of the outcomes or whatever it might be, then it, it's another reason why they wouldn't put themselves first. They wouldn't put themselves at the forefront and they would mask themselves and not be authentic. So if you want to build credibility, let's start with just being yourself. Let's just start with not trying to do and be what you see other people doing and being. So what if you suddenly found yourself in the market for an upgraded bag? I talk about this a lot when I speak, right? We have to look at our baggage that we are bringing with us and we have to unpack it because a luxury bag filled with the only things that you put in it, ooh, sis, this is a game changer okay this is a game changer because now you're operating in your authenticity and now you're operating within your personal framework and you are able to apply that in every area of your business you got a hype bag that's filled with your best qualities so when you're walking into a room you can walk in with your head held high this will be the norm and the result of this is confidence that you get And you can share that, share your values and command the room, attract the right people. And gosh, you know, just on and on, get testimonials, ask for those testimonials. You'll know exactly what it is you were meant to do and you'll know what outcome you are seeking from those you work with. So you won't have the same issue I did early on. The next thing that you can do right now to build credibility for your business is to create an amazing first impression because you don't get a second chance to make one, 
Okay. On average, it takes about 0.5 seconds for someone to form an opinion about you. And you might ask me, Andre, who cares what someone thinks about me? I don't care what they think about me, but that's not true. We really do. Or else we would show up as ourselves, right? That first one, the authenticity. If we didn't care what people thought about us, we would just be ourselves, right? We wouldn't try to manage the volume of our personality. We wouldn't try to get along. You know, we would just be ourselves and let 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 our freak flag fly, right? But we don't. In most instances, we are trying to watch our P's and Q's so that we can either get the business, build a relationship, do the thing. So if you want to build credibility in your business, think about this first impression. So there are a host of areas that I think we can look at here that you may not have even thought about, but I want you to consider your appearance, your appearance is a big one. The way you look, the way you put yourself together really does say a lot about you. If you are disheveled, people might look at you and say, oh, wow, she's not going to be reliable. That may not be great news to hear, but it's the truth to hear. People look at your appearance and they make judgments about your abilities to get things done. Your demeanor. I was recently talking to one of my collaboration partners and we were talking about a mutual client and they were saying that this person just has a nasty attitude and that that nasty attitude comes out when she's working with different contractors and the contractors don't want to work with her. That is a, that's an area that you can fix. That's you, right? But that de definitely contributes to your first impression if you have a horrible demeanor, if your attitude sucks. And it could be one of like being a diva or it could just be nasty, bad attitude, whatever it is. These are areas that people are looking at and they're making opinions or forming opinions about you based on them. Another thing that a first impression could uh, be made, another place a first impression could be made is with the way you operate your business. I've worked with a lot of companies and I'm not the best at this. I'm not even trying to profess to be. However, I try my best to put systems and processes in place in my business that really showcase me as someone who is about her business and is there to get things done and that has a, a process that I want my clients to go through so that we can kind of dot I's and cross T's and I try to do that with every single customer. And if you don't have that in place and your business is willy-nilly and you don't really have a set structure for bringing clients on, a set process for their invoicing, a set process for how they can contact you, how they get their information back from you, then it just does not provide an overall positive customer experience, which is what we're going for, right? And so this first impression is that when it comes to your processes and your systems and the structure of your business could definitely be worked on if you're finding that your clients are not enjoying working with you, if you find that they're not um, showing up regularly or sending referrals, all of those things, then you will, you know, th this is definitely an opportunity for you to fix that first impression. All right, so the next area that we can look at to build credibility in our business is the consistency of our brand, right? I've talked about this before. Templates are just a girl's best friend when she's in business because what they do is they allow you to show up the same way 
to build a reputation for being a certain type of business, a certain type of brand, a certain bringing a certain type of content um, at a certain time in a certain place. They just help with that. And I always equate this to a baker and you going to your favorite bakery. Let's say you love their sugar cookie that's shaped like a duck. And you tell everybody that when you go to this place in Timbuktu, there's this great bakery they should try. And they have these amazing sugar cookies that are shaped like ducks. Well, the reason that you feel that way is because every time you've been, that sugar cookie has been there and it has tasted the same. That's because there is a recipe that that baker uses and there is a cookie cutter that that baker uses every single time to make that recipe. So consistency does that. It 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 fosters a feeling of 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 just familiarity, credibility, uh, trust, and so I believe that in order to build brand consistency and to use that as a way to build credibility in your business, you have to create templates and you have to create them in areas where your customer is going to be stopping along their experience with your brand. That way, every time they experience your brand, they know that they are going to get that same level of quality and value. All right, now, number three is transparency. I'm sorry, yeah, number four is transparency. This is another area where you can build credibility in your business. People wanna know that they can trust you. They wanna know that you are not perfect because they know they're not perfect, right? So if you put yourself on a pedestal and you show up every single day like nothing is wrong, you don't have any issues, you know, and you're on top of the world, then people begin to feel like maybe there's something wrong with them that they aren't experiencing their business or their life in the same way. So it would behoove you to show yourself a little bit more vulnerably show your imperfections so that you can become more relatable to your audience because i think we get on social media instagram i was watching one of my favorite youtubers um she is her youtube channel is called cappuccinos and consignment i love her her name is jesse i actually um, converse with her over on instagram in the dms a lot but she just recently did a video um, and I might even link that in the show notes where she's talking about how she has allowed, even though this isn't her personality, she has allowed um, other people on social media, other influencers to influence her in a negative way where she used to be a confident person and she wasn't trying to beat by anyone else's drum but her own. She found herself in the mall wanting to do something and be like other people and feeling less than because she didn't have the same, same, uh, I don't know, she wasn't bringing herself to social media the way other people were bringing themselves. And so she felt some kind of way, but she was transparent about that. And that prompted me to then message her on um, Instagram and say, hey, yeah, you know what? You're not alone. This has happened to many people. And the people that you were talking about, I know them too. I watch them too. And they do sort of make you feel like that lifestyle is so easily attainable when we both know it's not. And so it makes you feel some kind of way when you aren't doing the same things that they're doing. I get it, sis, you're not alone. She also has a daughter who has, I mean, a son who has special needs. I have a daughter who has special needs. And because she's been transparent about that, it makes her more relatable to me. I feel like she's more relatable to me and she understands my plight 
And therefore, I want to watch her more. I want to get more information from her. So I feel she's credible. She's speaking to things that make sense to me and that matter to me. And they are credible. So if you want to build that same type of credibility, offer up a little vulnerability, a little vulnerability when you are sharing yourself and your brand with people. I promise you it will be very helpful and you're going to attract the people who relate to that. And that's what you want. I've said this before. It's better to be a big fish in a small pond than to be a small fish in a big pond. And that means uh, being transparent, allowing your tribe to really see you feel you and relate to you and that community will grow. You may not have a gazillion followers, but the ones that do follow you, that do opt in, that do show up will be tried and true. So yeah, I just truly believe that just being vulnerable, opening up like I did at the beginning of this podcast. I mean, it's just absolutely true. I I um I felt like I was not doing what I was supposed to do, that I was missing a boat somewhere and felt some kind of way about it, but I I did the work, right? You don't just sit in that. You don't just wallow in that. You do the work. And these areas that I'm sharing with you, even though I found them, I found an article to support them and list them out. I really wanted to walk you through how really leveraging who you are operating within your personal framework will help you use, help you build credibility in your business in these areas. All right. Number five, I think we are on is to really showcase yourself as someone who is vote is vocal about social issues. I think we get we become afraid, especially in this political climate. We are afraid to speak up for the things that we believe in and that are important to us because we don't want to be canceled. Okay. I I think that's absolutely true and I think it's it can be valid depending on your um your perspective on things. Um, however, there is an audience, I guess, for it. I mean, <laughs> there is an audience for a lot of stuff out there, but I guess, you know, it takes all kind, all kinds to, to, to rule the world, to, to run the world. So, but you want to stand for something because if you don't, you will fall for anything, right? We've heard that before. You can't sit on the fence. You've got to have an opinion about various things because the movement is for people to, people to, uh, to, to be supportive of one another, to, um, to, to be empathetic in society. And so we want to showcase that. You want to showcase that wherever, whatever side of the fence you stand on, but just remember that your values, your viewpoint may not stand with the other people that you're talking to. And that might be the litmus test, right? to determine who your tribe actually is. If when they learn the real you, when they identify, when they hear your true social your values and your your how you feel about social issues, there could be some unfollows. Um but when you don't show up authentically and you have these people following you, are you are you is that deceptive? I don't know. Uh, leave a comment below tell me what do you think if you're showing up and you're not really showing the real you and um talking about the issue that you truly believe in and some of the people following you fall into the categories that you have a negative opinion about. Are you afraid? Are you not talking about those things because you're afraid that that might put a dent in your following, that that might put a dent in your revenue? Because that's, do you, do you think that's deceptive? I don't know. I want to hear from you. Leave a comment below. I would love to hear your opinions on that, but I just know that if you want to build credibility for your brand, it's important for you to really stand up for something like have a voice. Don't be don't sit on the fence on issues. Talk about 
these issues or what's important to you as it relates to you? How does it show up in your life in real time? Because people will resonate with that. It, it will it will resonate with, with other people. All right, the next thing that you wanna look at to build credibility is customer service. We've talked about this many, many times before and why it's so important for us to really support those people, service those people who are following us and who are purchasing from us, um, make sure that they have what they need because that is going to be overall what, sh what they are looking at to either continue working with you, share you with other people, or you know, uh, partner with you in some way. So the truth is hurt people hurt people, right? If you are hurt, if you're damaged, if you're frustrated, if you're overwhelmed, if you're upset, um, it, it can come across in the way you are working with other people. Your issue that you're having that day, I mean, this happened just in my house last night, honestly. You know, someone was upset about a issue and then another person comes in and they start talking and the, the you know, then, then the person that was upset initially about something that had nothing to do with person B just jumps all over person B, you know, and that was because of that person was hurt. They were upset. They were affected by something and it, and it sort of crossed over into a whole nother situation with someone else. And that can happen in our business as well. When we're frustrated with the client when we're frustrated at home, we could bring that potentially to our customers. And we don't want that. So we don't want to be the hurt people that hurt people. On the opposite side of that fence, though, inspired people inspire people. So if we are if we are going to be credible in our with our brand, let's continue to be inspired. Let's find what it is that inspires us and what makes us want to continue moving forward in our business and supporting those people who have been kind enough to purchase from us in the first place or interact with us in the first place so that we can inspire them as well. We can continue to show up for them in ways that they need. And you also want to just treat people the way you want to be treated. I mean, honestly, that is just the golden rule, right? We all know this. This is not, this is nothing new. I did not invent this. We all know that we should treat people the way we want to be treated. And if we do that, then we can create an amazing customer service experience. We will be able to provide what they need in a way that keeps them coming back and sharing us with other people. I also believe that Constructing your personal framework is key here because when you understand your strengths and your limitations and what you desire and those non-negotiables, it allows you to put um, some uh, manage some expectations and set boundaries that you can then work within and create an amazing uh, service for your customers and experience for them, which is what we're going to get into next, which is this, um, I think we're on number eight now, your customer experience is important and this happens before the sale and after the sale i would venture to say that your customer service experience happens after the sale once they have purchased from you the way you treat them what happens their experience uh, post purchase would be your customer service but your customer experience is what happens before the sale as well as after the sale you want when they come into immediate contact with your brand for them to have a positive experience from the time they see you on your social media to when they click your link in your bio to when they opt into your lead magnet to when they receive their thank you email and whatever it is they wanted to get when they opted in, in the first place 
to the nurturing sequences that happen in their emails post opt-in that lead them to a sale, to a post-sale experience and service. So your customer experience needs to be wonderful because it's, it, it's, it's the entire gamut of how people see your brand. So it's, it's from the reputation that you build for your business online, like I said before, to the relationships that you build within your community. It could be that they just opted into your Facebook group. How are you treating them? Are you providing them value that they came looking for? And then also you want to use this uh, customer experience to eventually build rapport that establishes um, uh, that's been established from how you nurture them in your email sequence. This is where that trust and that loyalty comes from when they feel that they now have a report with you and they can trust you and they know that they can share you with other people. So your customer experience is truly important for your ability to build a credible brand. Now, what else? Brand culture. Now, this is something that I talk about inside my program a lot because I think um, my higher level students, my leaders um, from my leadership intensive, what they are looking for is to build a team. They're ready to start working on their business, not in their business. But in order for them to start building out a team, bringing on people to represent them in their absence, there needs to be some sort of a brand culture created because people buy from brands who share the same values. You want to make sure that you are instilling your values into your brand. You're injecting that into your brand so that when you bring other people on, you have replicable tasks and, and um, templates that they can use to further the culture of your brand when they're out representing you. And this goes back to, like I said before, standing for something or falling for anything. Not everyone will agree with you, but it's important to pick an area you're committed to and to be willing to share it. And then you, you make duplicable templates so that when you start onboarding people, you can begin to infuse in them this brand culture. And you also will be able to identify people even prior to bringing them on board um, to make sure that they they can they can bring on that culture too like they have those elements that same value those same characteristics and personality traits that would make it easy for them to adopt your brand culture and not fight it i think a lot of my leaders find people who are just after a dollar they look on paper like they would be a great fit but culturally the culture of the brand is not a match and so they end up with a little bit of turnover because People aren't seeing eye to eye. And so I think that developing a brand culture is important and it helps with your ability to find to build credibility for your brand. It should reflect um, like it should be like what who you are. I think that we are the sum of our our influence, experience, passions and perspective. And I think when we bring this to our brand and we allow that to uh, populate the culture of our brand, um, then as we begin to seek out more people, we can look for those similarities and make sure that there's some synergy there and that they will be able to represent you and your brand's culture in your absence. Okay, so brand culture. Number nine is, oh, I think we're on number 10 now because brand culture was number nine. So number 10 is user-generated content is crucial for your brand, we want to use this area. We can we can um, build credibility in this area because 
this right here is bringing us back to the story I was telling you before. The issue that I was having, right, with them not giving me the social proof I needed or me feeling like I didn't have the social proof I needed to really sell what I was trying to sell in my business and do what I was trying to do, it was my issue. It was because of me. My clients were using what they had learned working with me, but I had these preconceived notions about what that was supposed to look like. I had the wrong outcome thought, you know, I was thinking that they would use me telling them to like be authentic and leverage their personal brand on their marketing efforts, right? Because that was the space that I was trying to operate in. I was so, so passionate about how my coaching could be applied to this area, to marketing, that I felt that the way that my clients used it or the way that that shit manifest was through their marketing campaigns, right? And revenues that I thought that they would just shoot through the roof. Well, let me just tell you, I had to go through a little bit of a, you know, reset. I talked about that last week on the podcast to really identify what was happening and why I was feeling this way. And the truth of the matter was I had to change my mindset. Yeah, I had to change my mindset to realize that my coaching wasn't showing up in marketing campaigns because it was actually bringing clarity. It was bringing focus and it was bringing better discernment to my clients. And so what was happening was they were realizing that they were not in the right space. They weren't doing exactly what it was they were supposed to do. So they had to go back and, you know, identify what it was they really wanted to do. I wasn't helping them with their marketing like I thought I was by showing them how to leverage their personal brand across every area of their life. What I was doing was cultivating powerful leader, leaders and increasing revenues. I also helped qual, uh, identify unprofitable ventures and I created a seamless infrastructure. I helped them create seamless infrastructures for their business and for their ability to do all of the above. So what actually was happening was much greater. It was even better than what I thought it was. So it's important for us to Think about this idea of building credibility for our brand. These are all areas where we can look at ways to use who we are and to leverage that across these platforms, whether it's how you're going to be more authentic or authentic period, whether it's how you're going to make the best first impression, be consistent, be transparent, really be vocal about your social issues create a great customer experience with great customer service, develop a culture for your brand that allows you to bring on team members that can replicate that in your absence, create that user-generated content and more. Taking who you are, leveraging across these platforms will really help you create an amazing, amazing credibility for your brand. Because after all, guys, credibility is king. Right. People want to do business with people that they know, like and trust and being credible, being someone that they can count on and rely on. Definitely a way to build credibility. So that does it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I really want you to 
think about some of these things and leave your comments below. Tell me what you think about credibility. Do you think it's king? Do you have a great way to build it for your business that I didn't speak of? Are you excited to know that you can do this without having to spend tons of dollars, but you can really look inward and do a little bit of reflection, self-reflection to guide you with some of these changes? I think that's a great, I think that's great, you know, because so often we're all trying to, you know, we, we feel like we have to purchase things. We don't always have to purchase. We can look inside of ourselves and get the things done that need to get done. So Definitely come back next week. Listen to the CEO Mindset Podcast. It is everywhere on all of the major podcast platforms. Just look us up and listen to some more episodes to find out how you can be a CEO, how you can constantly evolve and be open to feeling forward because that's what this podcast is all about. I want you to get that mindset and come back again next week. All right, see you later, guys. That does it for today's episode of the CEO Mindset Podcast. Remember, this is the place to be to find the intersection between your personal life and your business life so that they coexist. It's also where you learn how to consistently evolve and be open to the failures that happen, be open to the opportunities, be open to the opportunity for change. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave your comments below about today's episode if you have any questions, comments, concerns. I want to hear all about them and I want to hear how you are using what you hear to grow your business, live the life you love, and have that quality of life that we are all looking to achieve. All right, guys, don't forget to follow me over on Instagram, AF Patrick. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube channel, Andrea Patrick Official. All the links that you need to continue following and being a part of the BU Boss Squad community is listed in the show notes along with any other links that I think might be amazing for this particular podcast. Remember, we are on all the podcast uh, platforms. So if you have not already, find us and subscribe. See you again next week.